Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Coda has a new way to pay. Now you can use the Transit mobile app to plan, track, and pay for your Coda ride. For a limited time, everyone who creates a Coda account in the Transit app will get a $4.50 credit. What are you waiting for? Download the Transit app today. back to the cosmology and science podcast my name is richard and i'm your host today and in this episode we're going to talk about the latest book from richard dawkins at least it's a book from 2019 which is called outgrowing god a beginner's guide so it's a it's a shorter book uh, it's about 200 pages plus and uh, we just wanted to go through the first chapter we've been reading it and just some of our uh, presumptions about what the book is going to be like and also the argument that he starts laying out from the beginning. And also, just to frame the whole thing, um, we really like Richard Dawkins in many ways because he's very funny, he's an excellent writer, he's also charming, and his science is really good. But there is something about the conclusions that he is that he's making that is sometimes a bit questionable and it's also something about how he relates to language and how he uses some of these terms and defines things and this is what we're going to get into. (laughs) So we're going to start with some of our presumptions about Richard Dawkins and then what this book is going to be like. So we just want to have this one starting point that first of all with science there are two things at least that science cannot explain which is consciousness and another thing is the beginnings what came before the big bang if you if we take that as a as the the current paradigm uh what is before the big bang and if people say well it emerges out of a quantum flux of some some wave wave functions and so on then you're just pushing the question backwards like but where did these wave functions come from in the first place so those two areas are just in the back of my mind when you're reading it, like as examples of where science have like the boundaries of science. And those two areas are very big areas. So uh, another presumption is that uh, Dawkins is not fully understanding all the variety and depth of theology and the big traditions, maybe because he's not interested in it. So, but we're gonna we're gonna make the argument more when we start looking at his, the first chapter. Um, so it's either he's not is not understanding it, or he's pretending not to understand it. Or he's not willing to to go along with what, let's say, the Greek church founders who were Hellenistic philosophers 
were trying to express symbolically and philosophically with their theology and how they interpreted and incorporated and integrated the biblical stories and their symbolic wisdom into more like a uh, philosophical framework. So those are some of them. And then uh, we also have other things that we'll, we'll see will happen. You have We have this Dante stuff in the background <laughs> as well, that the story of Ulysses, that Ulysses, in one of the stories in Inferno, Ulysses drowns because he tries to sail towards kind of, he wants to grab the whole world rationally and thereby he ends that journey at the, uh, at, the, at the boundaries of rationality, but there is much more beyond that. So we're going to see if that fits into into the presentation that Dawkins is doing. And then um, we're also going to see another hypothesis here that uh, his conclusion about, or his seemingly certitude that there's no divinity, there's no transcendent uh, mystery that we don't know about, is at a base level a conviction he has. It's not the end of a rational argument. It is a conviction, or in you, if you will, a faith in itself. The rationality will bring you to the agnostic position, and then if you then conclude that there is nothing beyond that, that is a conviction. That is a hypothesis that we're going to see if it's going to work. Okay, so then the first chapter is also a fantastic little walkthrough of mythology and religious uh, figures and and different traditions. Um, he starts with uh, <laughs> the first chapter is called "So Many Gods." You have the Thor with a hammer. It's a very fun and and uh, just like a humorous illustration. And then he starts with these questions: Do you believe in God? Which God? And then he starts making this argument about all the different gods and why would you believe in one and not the other? And there is <clears throat> there are so many things at once here, but. There is a difference between the Greek mythology and the Hebrew concept of divinity. So it's just, if you try to, uh, to explain some of this, there's something about, if you read the beginning of the biblical stories, it starts with Elohim, who is the, who's the term, this is the first sentence in the Hebrew of, of uh, the name of the divinity. It, it's a concept that means all the spiritual beings and the source of all the spiritual beings. And then later with Moses, you get the full name, which is then in, in Hebrew is this Yahweh Tetragrammon, which means existence. So it goes from being the source of all the spiritual being to be existence in itself. That is the concept of the divinity in the old biblical stories, which is different from Zeus when he talks about Zeus and Thor because they are characters in mythological stories they're not like Zeus is not a symbol of existence but the Jewish uh, divinity is <laughs> so there's something about um, he's also making the argument that like monotheism is more simplistic in some sense but there is it it aims deeper like it aims at the source of mythology in itself so that's something that if you don't look at that part of the argument then what he's writing is is kind of very to the point and convincing but there is a difference that he's kind of omitting in this presentation in our view so 
that is the that kind of puts the first three four pages into a bit of uh, like yes but uh, framing. Uh, he makes some great um, arguments or attacks on specific things in specific traditions. Uh, he's uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but um, there is a big difference between arguing against God in itself or a divinity and then start to uh, go into specific inconsistencies in the, the different religions because if you try to go along with what the old theology or like just theism in itself, like having some idea about something transcendent or like something like a creator is very different from being committed to one of the big religions. So it's just like having that flexibility as well would help if it was a part of Dawkins' argument that uh, you could be to some extent a theist and think that there is something beyond our understanding, have a bit of humility in terms of that we don't know uh, without having to answer for specific things in the religious stories in the different branches of the Abrahamic uh, religions or any of the other ones. So, and we are saying this just because it's a, it could often be a very helpful thing to for a clear thinking and a bit of humility is to just not concluding or and kind of shutting the door and saying that this is what we know and there is nothing beyond it. Uh, so that is another thing that would nuance the debate a little bit. Yeah, And then he also talks about agnostics. just want to put the definition of agnostic might also be helpful. It's also when he talks about atheist, there will always be a debate what that word means. Because agnostic is the position. So the definition with the Oxford Dictionary is... Uh, an agnostic is a person who believes that nothing is known and can be known of the existence or nature of God. A non-religious definition is having a doubtful or non-committal attitude towards something. Gnostic in itself means relating to knowledge, especially esoteric, mystical knowledge. And it comes from the Greek word gnostikos, or nostos meaning known. So ag- uh, Gnostics were like a, a, a separate <laughs> ideology, in a sense, uh, or belief, but then agnostic is connected to that. But there is... Uh, Dawkins sometimes insists on defining the words on his own terms. It's like he's saying that an atheist uh, is not someone who is dismissing God suggested that there are those who don't believe in it, but that is not really how the word, the, what the word means. If you um, if you don't think so, but you're not sure, then you would be more in the agnostic position that you don't know, you doubt it, but you don't know. Atheism is to conclude that there is nothing. That is kind of how those categories work. So if he puts it into like that, he's he's not sure, but he thinks it's not likely, and then he says he's an atheist. And saying that that's because he doesn't, he's not convinced that there is something. Then he is again an agnostic. Uh, but this is a part of the whole debate. There is a linguistic problem 
a, a very big linguistic problem in this debate in itself. Also because when he uses the word God, there is so many definitions and there's so many disagreements of what it means. And then it would be helpful to go back and look at what they were thinking in the ancient world and also uh, the first centuries with the Greek church founders, kind of the earliest um, orthodox tradition would also be very very helpful in this, this aspect. So uh, he has a couple of fun metaphors here. So he's also quoting Einstein, which is uh, interesting. Uh, so that is, uh, he says that uh, some agnostics would say that uh, my God is the deep mystery of everything we don't understand. That is, and then he continues, the great Albert Einstein used the word God in pretty much this last sense. So that is kind of the agnostic position, but you are a bit fascinated by the things we don't know and also being a little bit acknowledging that it is there, that there is a mystery about existence and life and being in itself. So but then he go, keeps going on to um, saying, the, and this is a very, uh, it's, it's a good claim and it's, he's presenting it in a humorous way again. <laughs> so you know, the, the China teapot metaphor. So, quoting, the philosopher Bertrand Russell made the point with a vivid word picture, saying that, uh, right before, it's impossible to prove that something does not exist. So, atheists cannot prove that there are no gods. So, the, the quoting here is that, that Bertrand Russell said, if I were to tell you that there is a China teapot in orbit around the sun, you cannot deprove, disprove my claim. And then... That in, and in that sense, everybody would be teapot agnostics <laughs> towards that claim. But in practice, we are a-teapotists. <laughs> so we are <laughs> concluding that, or we are using the term again like that, because we are so sure that there's not a teapot circling around the sun, then, and then you conclude it. So there is a little bit there of acknowledging that there is a kind of a probability evaluation in kind of where you where you put yourself and how you label your own your own uh, assumption or belief or conviction. So th those are the main things. There's also something to say about he he also concludes that or he he left his belief when he was around 15 he said because at that point he concluded that if he had been born with viking parents a thousand years ago he would be, he would believe in the Norse gods and then it, it's all down to where you are born. Uh, there is something again to say about how you approach the whole topic of divinity and some sense of belief and faith that there could often be something deeper that is expressed in different ways in different cultures. In part because people are different. So they like different peoples across the planet have different architecture, have different uh, they like different things often, and then they would, and they had different uh, literature and kind of storytelling traditions, and therefore the expression of the religious will also be different. That is at least a, an important part of of um, acknowledging or kind of appreciating that there are different uh, versions. But that is again a secular argument, because those. So, so in that sense, he has a, a point with that attack. But again, that is the attack on on this, the specific expression of religious um, 
religious beliefs and traditions. It's not, in that sense, uh, a, a kind of coherent attack on on theism in itself. So um, those were some of the main points. We're going to keep this one a bit short. Um, there's also this one thing, we had one more note here, which is just to have a, a sense of uh, how much, since he talks about the religious side of life for people, there's such a vast difference from having people who walk around who are just a little bit open to maybe there is a mystery beyond our understanding to people who are very very uh, convinced about something and people who are also doing worship and are very strongly, actively um, doing the practice of religion. So there is, that is yet another aspect into this, this whole debate. And since Dawkins is broad brush and wants to kind of grow beyond and put the whole God thing or concept behind us, it's, um, we're going back to the same point here that he is in some ways attacking specific expressions and also to a large extent, which is coming a little bit in the beginning here, that it is his also Anglican Protestant upbringing and, and background that that much of this this critique fits that specific background in itself. So um, those are just some of the loose thoughts. We don't have any con- conclusions. It's a very enjoyable book to read. So um, so uh, it, it's... it's uh, it's it's a fun read and it's a it's a delightful <laughs> some of the human hu- uh, sentences and some of the examples he is making. Okay, so we're gonna stop this one here. We're gonna go back to uh, reading more and then sharing some thoughts about this and then also how our initial presumptions about the whole book uh, how how this will kind of if it will turn out to be somewhat right, somewhat wrong, totally wrong and. Uh, or which ones will turn out to to be uh, kind of applicable and and relevant for the book. Okay, so with that, just gonna say, hope some of this was interesting. Uh, we so far really recommend the book, Outgrowing God: A Beginner's Guide by Richard Dawkins. So thank you so much for listening, and see you again in another episode. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 